Are you a writer or coach? Do you dream of building a successful online business? Are you tired of hearing the gurus tell you that you need a big launch or a complicated funnel software? Whether you're struggling with self-doubt, imposter syndrome, or just feeling overwhelmed by too many choices, I can help. Hi, I'm Jonathan Milligan, author of Your Message Matters, and I recently put together a free on-demand video training called How to Build an Online Business as a Writer or Coach the Low-Tech Way. Inside, you'll discover the low-tech system that 30 x my online business. Just go to freetrainingvideo.net to get started. Again, that's freetrainingvideo.net. Welcome to the Blogging Your Passion podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Milligan and Bob Lodick. Do you struggle finding time to work on your blog? Well, that's what today's topic is going to be about, time management for bloggers. You know, we are going to listen in on a recording that Bob and I did with about 30 bloggers that really needed some coaching advice on finding time to work on their blogs. But before we get into that, this podcast episode is sponsored by Blogging Your Passion University. We invite you to come check out the university curriculum whether you're a beginning blogger and you're just thinking about starting a blog, or whether you've been blogging for a while and you're ready to turn your hobby into a business, we've got a course inside the members area that's for you. 101 is for the brand new beginner that wants to understand how to lay the right foundation. 201 is for the person that's been blogging but doesn't have much traffic to their site. And 301 is for the blogger who wants to turn their hobby into a business. So we invite you to check it out at bloggingyourpassion.com forward slash university. So back to our topic for today. Do you struggle finding the time to work on your blog? I mean, after all, you've got responsibilities, many of you a full-time job, kids, you have to run around and go to different places like soccer games and volleyball and baseball and the fine arts, and everything else in between, in your relationships. And so before you know it, things can get really busy. And what you want to do gets shoved aside. It gets placed on the shelf. Well, we actually sat down with about 30 different bloggers on a webinar, and we talked about some of the principles that guide how we spend our time and how we've managed our time. Both Bob and I started our blogs when we still had full-time jobs. So we understand the pressure. We understand the difficulty and the challenges. And so while this is not going to be the whole recording, that was an hour and a half discussion, this is going to give you the first two core principles. And I hope to share the future principles in another podcast for you as well. But Take these first two principles and see how you can apply them to you and to your desire to grow your blog. So let's jump into the conversation. We are going to jump in and talk about principle number one. And Bob and I are going to share these principles as we go through, so I'm not going to be the only one talking tonight. But I'm going to tackle this first one, and then Bob will jump in and tackle the next one. So here's principle number one with time management. Principle number one is knowing the difference between time management 
and self-management. You know, I first read this concept in um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. If you've never read that book, it it's one that I read every, I'd say every 24 months, I pull that book back out and start reading it. And I learn something new every time. But the truth is you ultimately do not manage time. You Time is the same for all of us. Time is clicking right on through. There's nothing we can really do about time. But better is this idea of self-management and learning how to manage yourself. That includes what we'll be talking about in a minute, both internal distractions and external distractions. And naturally, some of us are more productive. The whole idea in this is that you've got to learn to better manage yourself. You've got to lead yourself. It's it's not gonna it's not just going and buying the next planner that's going to help you. You can have all the planners, you can read all the self-help books about time management, but if you don't um, manage yourself and lead yourself, it really doesn't matter how cool your planner is or what kind of cool iPhone app that you got that syncs up to the cloud and and it does all these cool features. Um, you know, sometimes, like I've learned from my wife, because I'm, the person I'm talking about is me a lot of times, she gets a 3 by 5 card, writes out her list, does the first thing on the list, when that's done, she goes to the next thing, and at times I think she's more productive than I am. So <laughs> you got to learn this idea of self-management. All right, let's jump into number two. And Bob, why don't you lead us talking about the second principle of time management? Great. Um, the Pareto principle, a lot of us have heard of it because it's talked about so often, but it's basically just the 80-20 rule. And it's one of those um, just kind of uh, principles that you just see across, you know, I mean, in so many industries, I mean, really just so many different things in life in general. Um, you know, and basically it, it's, you know, as the slide says, 20% of your actions lead to 80 percent of your um, I mean results to be even more general you know but but it does apply to your traffic and to your revenue um, you know and if I look at you know the traffic from my websites I you know it in the 80 and 20 are, are you know generalization so I mean it could be 90 10 it could be 75 25 I mean whatever I mean but but generally you have a small chunk of what you're doing that yields the biggest amount of uh, benefit and um, you know and I've definitely seen that to be the case with my traffic and with you know monetizing my sites and um, so anyway so that's just one of those kind of things to really understand and and always kind of be cognizant of um, and just paying attention to what is yielding um, the benefit you know and, and that's one of those things that you know you might not know right at the beginning but it requires some you know just some testing and some trial and error and just figuring out you know okay when I do this you know you know I'm getting a lot of benefits so I need to focus my energy on this rather than on these other things that might be easier to do might be a little bit more fun to do um, but they're not yielding the results that I'm looking for um, and the next point here, going back to uh, the book, Jonathan was talking about Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, I also have read that book a couple times. I don't read it quite as often as Jonathan. Um, but uh, in that book, Stephen Covey talks about, um, 
And actually, I should have. Maybe we'll get a link to that video. He does a video illustration of this whole idea of big rocks. And basically, the point here, um, without getting into the whole thing, and maybe we'll get a video and show it to you guys later. Um, but basically, the idea is your, your week, your time, whatever that amount of time is, um, you want to put the most important tasks in first and then let all the other things fall in and fill in the gaps. So the things you really want to get done, the things you really need to get done, um, you know, going back to the 80-20 rule, these 20% um, percent of things that are yielding all the results, these are the big things that we need to focus on first and then let all the other things just fall in, you know, wherever they may. Um, and so that is, you know, and I'll talk about a this a little bit uh, more at the bottom, um, and I think in the seventh principle. But, um, but that has been something that has really helped me out a lot, just focusing on those things. Because, you know, because we all have things we like doing. We all have things that we lean towards that we're more comfortable with doing and that are easier to do. And so it's easy just to default to... Um, you know, doing those things, you know, but, but especially if you're doing this part-time and, and especially if, if you're really wanting to make something out of your blogs and, and really grow them into something big, um, you know, getting those most important things done, you know, is obviously crucial, you know, and this is something that, you know, is, is fairly common sense. We all know this, but, you know, hopefully I'm just kind of stirring you up by way of reminder with this and, um, so, um, you know, and the next point kind of goes along with that, but on a daily basis, you can kind of take um, or create some kind of recurring task list that pops up, you know, every day or each week, you know, and I do that with a few different things. Um, you know, every Friday I have basically a checklist of, you know, 10, 15 things that I do um, every Friday morning. And it's just part of my weekly process of things that are important. They're, they're big rocks, or, or collectively it's one big rock. Um, and it's something I do, you know, every week. And, um, you know, and there's some things on a daily basis that I kind of, uh, you know, just regularly make sure that I'm getting done. And so, like that quote um, uh, that Jonathan was talking about before, just making a daily habit out of, you know, the whole thing is just, really, really important. Um, so going along with that, um, I want to talk about just a few things that it, that I kind of view as the more important things that I would put in that kind of 20%. Um, you know, in this, this is, this is different for, for every blogger and it's different based on what your tendencies are. Um, you know, you know, so, so this isn't exactly necessarily what you need, but for me, these are the things that I need to be focusing on. Um, and so, so four of the big things that I consistently need to be focusing on because I see them as yielding the most benefit for, for my blog um, is creating content. You know, without content, I know that, you know, I'm not going to be able to do much. Um, so, so whatever it is that I need to do to have content and to be creating it on a regular basis, you know, whatever that is, um, you know, that is one of the most important things to do. Um, you know, the next one is getting links. Um, you know, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in the traffic one, which is number four, a uh, webinar number four. But, but, but still, um, 
Google, the majority of their algorithm and, and the estimates I'm seeing from the SEO experts who I trust are saying 70% of Google's algorithm um, is based on links. And so you can do all the things, all the SEO things on your site, you know, to optimize your page like great and, and to, uh, you know, and to do all these things really, really well. But if you're not getting links, you're going to have a hard time getting your articles and your website to rank. So, so, so knowing that that is such an important thing, that is one of the things I'm constantly focusing on that's always on my mind. How can I get more links to each one of my articles? Um, so that's a big one. Um, monetization, you know, for me, I, that's a really important part of this for me because, you know, this is how I'm paying my bills now. So it's, it's no longer just a part-time kind of supplemental income and, oh, this is, you know, this is just fun if I have some extra money coming in. This is, you know, I need this money to come in to, uh, to eat each month, you know. So, um, so monetization is, you know, uh, especially important for me. And, um, and I'll talk about this more in week five, which is monetization, which I'm really excited to talk about, you know, with you guys. But um, the one thing that has, that I have been um, consistently surprised by over and over and over again since I started this is that there is a very small correlation between the amount of traffic you have, um, the amount of influence you have, how many subscribers you have, you know, all these big, like, you know, all the other stats, there's a very small correlation between that and the amount of money you're making. You know, now a lot of times you will see a really big blogger and there'll be a full t or a, a really well-read blogger or a well-trafficked blog and they, they will be making a full-time income from it. But I have seen people, you know, who have really small followings who are making a ton of money with their websites. And I've seen people with enormous followings who, you know, are making basically a really small part-time income with it. And so... So what, I, what I've learned from that is that there's just a million different ways to monetize your website and there's so many different ways to make money that if you just rest on one idea and just relax on, okay, well, I'm just going to do AdSense and, you know, and if I make some money, that'll be great. And if not, it, and that's fine if that's what you want to do, but if you really want to make more money on your blog, you know, it's good to constantly be learning about different ways and, and, and strategizing on how you can, um, you know, get more affiliate links in certain posts and how you can, you know, get, hook up with uh, private advertisers and, and how you can get into certain ad networks and, and all these different things. And so, so that's been one of the things that I've focused on a lot over the last few years because I really had a goal of doing this full time. And, um, and anyway, so, so that is still an important part for me. And so, um, you know, I'm always trying to optimize my ad performance. I'm always trying to figure out how can I, make more money with this website um, and how can I do this better and you know and increase my click-through rate and, and all these different things um, and then the other thing that I would call kind of one of the big rocks that I focus on is keyword research um, and we talked about this a little bit um, last week but um, you know keyword research is I mean absolutely fundamental um, for getting search engine traffic uh, to your blog and so you know, writing a hundred posts without doing keyword research could potentially be the same in terms of traffic generation as writing five posts with doing keyword research, you know, or even less. I mean, if you do it well and find some great keywords. So, so for that reason, 
it's just incredibly important to me to uh, to do my homework and, and really it's you know a matter of just spending a few minutes before I publish each post or before I write it um, you know so so those are kind of some of the big things that I'm constantly focusing on um, now the other things that I kind of let fall in the crack so to speak um, are things like blog design you know I um, <laughs> I'm not a great designer, you know, by any means, but I, I have an eye for it. Like, I guess, I, I guess I like when things look pretty, and when they don't, it just kind of bothers me, you know. And I, I wish I were a designer, and I wish I could make my site prettier, and you know, and, and all these things. And, and I've spent a whole lot of time on my site doing different tweaks and, and things like that, and um, and probably too much because it's something I enjoy doing. But at the end of the day, it's not a very profitable task. You know, I've seen websites that, you know, make, you know, upwards of $500,000 a year that are hideously ugly, you know, I mean, just atrocious and look like they're from, you know, 1992. Um, and then I've seen, you know, beautiful, gorgeous websites that, you know, don't earn more than five bucks a month. So, so being pretty has its place and there is, there is some benefit from having a, a, a good looking website you know and and all that and and in all these things i'm mentioning on this other side that are falling in the cracks um, are important things but for me they're things that need to fall in the cracks and not be the uh, the big rocks as we're talking about so blog design is one of them it's one of those things that i have to fight against doing and tweaking this and that and you know um, so another one is communication um, and so this can be anything. This can be email, Facebook, Twitter, um, comments, all these different things, you know, and all of those are important and all of those need to be taken care of, but it just needs to be in its place. Um, uh, let's see. Checking stats. This is one that, you know, most of us as bloggers really have to fight against and fight against uh, the temptation just to constantly be looking at, you know, how much traffic we're getting today or, what our AdSense earnings are today. Um, I have a buddy who, um, <laughs> we were talking about this a little bit, and he was confessing to me how he checked AdSense like 10 times a day. And, um, and anyway, it, it's not productive at all. I mean, you know, checking it once a day really isn't productive in most cases, unless you're doing some analysis of, you know, you're testing an ad here and here and trying to see, you know, and then making changes, you know. so. So anyway, all those things just take up just a little bit of time, but that just adds up and, you know, and all those little bits of time over the course of a week might be an hour or two, which could be an hour or two that could be spent on something that's actually going to yield some results. And so that's one of those things, um, you know, adding different WordPress plugins, nifty plugins that you find. I mean, you can spend all day looking at all the bells and whistles that are available for WordPress and there's some amazing things out there, but, you know, uh, that's another one that I just have to kind of lay off of and just, okay, focus on what matters and uh, keep going down that. Um, you know, Jonathan's talked about this next one a little bit about um, learning and reading about relevant topics. And um, and this is really important, you know, and I mean, I think one of the most important things we as vloggers can be doing is just learning, you know, about how to how to do all this stuff and how to do it better, you know, and the technologies are constantly changing and there's always new stuff coming out and it uh, and it moves really quick. So it is important to be informed and it is important to learn, but 
um, at the end of the day, you know, that's one of those things um, that isn't one of the big money makers. Actually taking action with something that you know how to do um, or have learned how to do, um, you know, generally yields more, more results than reading about it for eight hours every day. Um, and so anyway, there's just a ton of things like that. And you guys, you know, can imagine and you, you know the things for yourself where it's like you naturally find yourself doing this a whole lot. But if you really step back and look at the results it's yielding, um, you know, you might not think that it's the best thing to do. So I just encourage you to just kind of evaluate all the things that you're doing and um, and try to figure out what is the best use of your time for every minute. And that's one of those things I, I'm constantly asking myself, is this the best use of my time? Is this the best thing I should be doing at this moment? You know, And if not, then I try to adjust uh, to one of those most important tasks. Before you go today, let me try to draw the net and apply what you just heard. You know, the first principle I talked about was self-management, and that's really managing your energy. Do you have a clue as to what time of the day you're most productive? Now realize that the average listener I'm talking to is probably working from 9 to 5, but I want you to think about this. Are you better at working in the morning? Have you really given that a full shot? You don't just automatically say, I'm not a morning person. Because maybe you're going to bed too late and making yourself not be a morning person. But maybe your most creative energy is first thing in the morning. If that's true, try for a week waking up early. Go to bed early, wake up early, maybe start at 5 a.m. and go till 7 a.m. And maybe you can still get to work by 9 a.m. But give that a shot for a week where you have clear, uninterrupted time to write your post, to think, and to be creative. Now, for some of you, you might say, that's just an impossibility. I can't do that. Then consider a night session. Maybe it is that the kids go to bed and you're free from 9 to 1. And so you put all your energy from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. I know a popular blogger, Pat Flynn, that's when he works. He works in the evenings because he's busy with his young kids and managing his life, and he just finds that he's more alert. So he's recording his podcast, he's writing his blog post, he's doing a large majority of his work late at night. So you can experiment and try one of those two, but pick a time that works really good for you at the time when you've got the most energy. Second of all, Bob talked about the Pareto Principle. That's the 80-20 rule. And the big takeaway that I want you to think about is for you to identify the most important tasks and then move them or make them into a daily habit. So if you're really trying to build and focus on getting your podcast off the ground, then make that a regular habit that you're going to work on that. You're going to plan for it. You're going to prepare for it. You know what you're going to cover each week if you're doing a weekly podcast and so on. Or maybe your goal is to have three blog posts a week. Then make that your focus each day is to constantly fill your mind and fill your to-do list or fill up Evernote with blog post ideas so that when you sit down and you're ready to write, you're not staring at a blank page. So start with those principles, managing your energy and yourself, find your most productive time, and two, determine what is most important. What's those most important tasks 
that are going to move you and propel you forward in building your blog. Well, that's it for this podcast. We will bring to you more information about this idea of time management for bloggers in future podcasts. But today, apply what you've learned, go out there, and blog your passion. <laughs>